next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. We're picking up the Gospel of John today, chapter 19, and we are currently in verse 24. Now, to give you some context, what we have going here is Jesus had already now appeared before the Jewish Sanhedrin and then before Pilate of the Roman occupying military. Both of these cases, he was found guilty, whatever that means, and found worthy to die. Having been taken off to the cross, now the text picks up on the actions of the guards that were there that day. And we're going to step back in verse 23 where we read, Then the soldiers, when they crucified Jesus, they took his garments, they made four parts, to every soldier a part and also a tunic. Now the tunic was without seam, woven from top throughout. In verse 24, they said to one another, Let's not tear it, but cast lots for it to decide whose it will be that the scripture might be fulfilled, which says they parted my garments among them. They cast lots for my clothing. Therefore, the soldiers did these things. Now, I find it quite incredible here that Jesus not only allowed these men to crucify him, literally when he was holding their beating hearts in his hands, but he even allowed this humiliation that we read of in this text. Certainly one can never claim that Jesus, who raised the dead and healed the chronically ill and turned water into wine and fed 5,000 from the few loaves and fishes and much, much more, that he was somehow captured and that he was somehow executed without his full cooperation. You know these men who cast lots for his clothes? They clearly failed to realize that every breath that they took was a gift of the one whom they were murdering. Such blindness would seem rather to be incomprehensible if it weren't so prevalent even today. Because today, well, we fiddle while the ship sinks. Verse 25, but standing by Jesus's cross were his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. Therefore, when Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing there, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. Now, around the cross here, we find a group of women. Can't help but ask, where are the men? Indeed, at least John was there, and kudos to the women. Jesus here hands off mom to the Apostle John, and this was no doubt an incredible honor. I mean, this was Mother Mary after all. I also find it very interesting that Jesus bypassed his earthly family and established a new, higher spiritual family. Clearly, he did not leave his mother in the hands of his brothers and sisters by blood, but with the one who was closer than a brother. Perhaps because it was John who was there at the foot of the cross and not his blood family. Verse 28 says, After this, Jesus, seeing that all things were now finished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I am thirsty. 
Now a vessel full of vinegar was set there, so they put a sponge full of the vinegar on hyssop and held it at its mouth. And when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And then he bowed his head and he gave up his spirit. You know, almost as if to remind us of Jesus' humanity along with clearly his deity, we read here that Jesus, while upon the cross, was thirsty. So the soldiers dutifully gave Jesus a drink, but it was mixed with sour wine. And then Jesus uttered those sweet words, those words that would rival all he ever said while upon this earth. He says, It is finished. Oh, not just his life and breath. No, not just the crucifixion, but all of it. All of it. For the battle had been won. The price had been paid. We're free. We've been set free from the guilt and the power of sin because it is finished. We live in the hands of God because it is finished. We cannot add to that event. We cannot take anything from it. I mean, he did it all. He paid the debt. It is finished. John Corson said this, It is finished. This Greek phrase denotes such power that if Jesus' hands hadn't been nailed down, it would have been uttered with a clenched fist raised in the air. It was the phrase an artist would use when he put the last stroke on his paper, a writer when he put the last period in his book. It was the statement a businessman would make when a transaction was final, the pronouncement given concerning a lamb that passed inspection. Corson goes on saying, every other religion and cult bases its teaching on what one must do, but Only true New Testament Christianity bases a belief system not on what remains to be done, but on what he's already done. We can't do anything to get right with God or closer to God except to realize that it's all been done. And as we continue in our walk, we continue to say, I'm coming to you, Father, expecting your blessing and confident of your grace, not because of who I am, but because of what your son accomplished when he cried, it is finished. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com.